Podcast Network Asia. From the newest developments in realty and construction to the hottest trends in design lifestyle, we bring you the top thought leaders, most trusted brands, and the most exciting projects in the industry to guide you in acquiring, building, and living in your home wherever it may be. I'm Jules Cruz. I'm John Aguilar. And I'm Isa Litton. Come home to Realty TV Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to Realty TV Podcast. This is a spin-off show of Philippine Realty TV, the first real estate and construction TV show in the country airing since 2008. Philippine Realty TV is the top of mind television medium for anything related to the real estate and construction industries. Now, we welcome you to its new podcast form. Realty TV Podcast will present more in-depth discussions and features on everything real estate. Realty TV is also available, by the way, on YouTube and Facebook. Greetings to all of our listeners from the Philippines, Asia, and beyond. I'm Isa Litton. Previously, we sat down with Roberto M. Lavinia, the chairman of Finma Property Holdings Corporation, and Rogelio M. Garcia, vice president of sales and marketing. One of Finma's recent developments is located in Muntinlupa, that's south of the Philippines' national capital region, and known for its lavish and luxurious units. The development is called Likha Residences. Today, we'll be joined by a couple of experts to discuss Likha Residences and investing in luxury townhouse projects. Our first guest is the Assistant Vice President of Finma Properties. Let's welcome Mr. Enrique Moran. Hi, Enrique. Hi, Isa. Thank you for having me in your podcast. It's a nice way to pivot from your usual TV shows that uh, we fondly watch. So thank you for having us and having me here in your show. Welcome to the show. And filling the second seat, we have Tech Samaniego of Inquirer Property. Welcome back to the show, Tech. Hi, Isa. Hi, Enrique. Good day. And hi to all our podcast listeners. I'm Tech Samaniego. I am the editor of the Inquirer Property section. All right, let's get our discussion going. First, let's talk about Enrique. Actually, let's get to know him a little bit better. How did you get into the real estate business, Enrique? How did you start also with Finma Properties? Yes, yes, that's correct. That's correct. I, I started my career in the real estate uh, development uh, industry with Finma Properties about 12 years ago, out of college. Wow, uh, out fresh of, out of college, direction yeah, real estate. First job. I, I think I'm one of the rare millennials that uh, stuck with one company from the very beginning. <laughs> millennial <laughs> talaga? You claimed it. I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still with it. Still with it. <laughs> but my exposure to, to the business started way before that. As my, my dad's an architect, growing up, I would always uh, tag along with him in his construction sites and his office. So though that really um, started my passion for real estate development. Wow. Just, so you're like in the know. Moment. So that's an in the know, you know, you're right in there. You right. absorb everything growing up. Wow. That's correct. That's correct. Out of college, like uh, anyone, I went for all the different developers uh, out there. Shopping but I, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I chose Finma Properties specifically because I felt that uh, this was the company that I could learn from ground up and I could move. 
So I really started from the bottom and worked my way up in the past 12 years. Well, can I just say for someone who grew up in the industry, thanks to an architect for your father, I like that you're still, you know, you were willing to work from the ground up because oh, others will probably be like, hey, I have a background on this. So yeah. hats off to you on that, Enrique. Right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I think also, that's the only yeah. way. That's the only way to learn the business is really knowing it from ground up. Uh, now that I'm in a position wherein um, I'm, I'm already planning and operating um, huge projects, it's, it's easier for me to understand everybody in the entire organization and most especially putting the buyer in mind as we develop, design, and, and execute our projects. Now that we're talking about FINMA, Let's talk about Likha residences in particular. I'm sure with every specific project, there's a vision, right? And some sort of why. Why this project? So what is the vision and why behind Likha? All right. So for, for Finma Properties, we've been um, uh, developing uh, medium-rise condos for more than 25 years. And that has been the focus of the company. And about... Four to five, about four or five years ago, um, we noticed that when you would like to invest or buy uh, properties, your only options would be uh, around Metro Manila. Uh, your only options would be um, condos and house and lots, right? In in uh, various areas, subdivisions, or even in other areas, which sometimes can get a little bit pricey and expensive for someone looking for that type of investment. Uh, condos, um, for that matter, a lot of developers in the past four years have been trying to go out of Metro Manila. Properties are getting too expensive uh, within Metro unless you've land back for the, uh, probably, what, 10 years ago? Uh, so, you know, we, we saw an opportunity and a need to develop pocket house and lot developments uh, for for those who'd want to stay within Metro Manila and, and striking distance from uh, CBDs. And uh, that's how the idea came about with Lika Residences uh, Alabang uh, during that time. Just a side note, I mentioned that we've been in uh, doing medium-rise condos in Metro Manila for the past 25 years. But prior to that, Finma was already doing high-end uh, townhouse developments in Metro Manila. So we were the ones who developed the Manila Polo Club townhouses. Mm. Um, I think two years ago or three years ago, uh, they had that up for bidding and uh, it's now redesigned and it's a new uh, townhouse development. And also uh, what uh, they call Mariposa uh, Villas and townhouses over in uh, Quezon City. So those were the high-end uh, townhouses back in the late mid-late 80s within Metro Manila. So that's how it all started. So it's twofold. First is you saw an opportunity because basically everyone else was offering the same thing, right? So, you know, like where can we come in that makes us different? Two, it's going back to your roots, you know, townhouse yeah. developments. But this one is mid-rise. Or right. ever since the start, was it always mid-rise level? No, it was luxury at the start, right? The start, yes. The yeah, start. but now it's mid-rise now. Right, correct, correct. When you correct. say mid-rise, it's definitely more affordable. Yes, correct. More affordable, five stories. Um, those were the developments that we, we've had for, for the past 20 years. So we saw an opportunity. We wanted to go back to our roots, uh, stick to our core values of, of patriotism, 
wherein if you have seen Lika, it's a Filipino timeless design, and we can go through it uh, through the course of this podcast. But um, basically, that's that's how Lika Residence started. I just wonder. I'm, I'm digging a little deeper here. Any challenges, and how do you address them? Yeah, there were a lot of challenges when the pandemic started. Um, we were in the middle of constructing our model unit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the lockdowns uh, wasn't really helping at all. Uh, manpower, everybody yeah. had to stop. Yes. Right? I mean, from, from the trucks to, you know, your materials. And yes, people. The actual... So you said materials. So supply chain was what well, was really a problem. No? Um, so the moment, I think, what, what was that? What, four, six months before we were able to open up a bit um, in the beginning. No? So the moment we opened up, um, there were a lot of things that we had to do right away. And it was not, number one, it wasn't easy. Uh, number two, it was really difficult to convince people to go back, <laughs> especially the workers. And number three, um, we really had to talk and negotiate with our suppliers. Um, it was very difficult to bring in materials, uh, especially that most of our materials uh, are imported. They're not found locally. You know, most of it are manufactured uh, abroad. So it, it was uh, uh, a difficult uh, negotiating, uh, moving timelines, housing people in, in, in the site. You know, we had to build barracks. Uh, we had to provide for food. You know, that's and, great, though. At least you did take care of your people. That, that's good. Oh, thing. yes. yes. Yeah. And, and I, I credit this uh, to my team, to the team behind Lika Residences at the bank. They did so much during the pandemic to get us to being able to finish the model unit. So the target for the model unit was it was supposed to be done uh, December 2020 or January 2021. But even with the pandemic, because the team really pushed, we were able to finish it uh, by October of 2021 so about two three months uh way ahead uh, yeah. of just its schedule already ah, so, not bad. so again uh despite the delay because everything was halted you still definitely. finished ahead of time we found ways to, to get it uh still done uh within the time that we said we would finish so but again uh it wasn't that easy and even now i mean now that the model units are open I mean, bringing in potential buyers to the model units uh, and marketing instead during this yeah. time is very difficult and very different. No, you, you have to adjust to, like what you said, everything now is digital. Um, you know, uh, adjust. There can to, be a digital tour. That's part of what you can connect. offer. So yeah. we offer that as well, uh, 360 digital tours uh, via Zoom or any online platform. How about from your point of view, Tech? What are the other practices uh, of most real estate companies, especially now in the new normal? This pandemic has definitely changed the way we live, the way we do business. But for most developers and even the home buyers themselves, one of the main challenges I might say would be the very limited face-to-face -face, uh, interactions because of the pandemic. While virtual tours and online transactions are already being offered and seem to be helping in closing deals, you are putting here a huge amount of money. So some buyers would still want to visit actual sites, which could help them better appreciate the project. 
since many Filipinos are experiential by nature. We want to see it, we want to feel it, we want to taste it. Also, since there are so many players now claiming to be the best, it's easy to get lost in a sea of options. Investors will, will need to be very critical of their choices. They need to be very discerning to make sure that they don't be that they don't get shortchanged and this is why research is important to make sure they're getting the right value of their hard earned money another challenge now is that not all developments can address the changing preferences and requirements of today's home buyers while this, with this new normal buyers will need spaces for work play study and other stuff but what's good is that some developers have already taken a proactive stance in addressing this and presenting solutions. And buyers just need to check out the different options that they have now in the market. All right. So now let's talk about Likha residences. Because again, you mentioned Filipino. You're, you celebrate what it is to be Filipino in the architecture design of Lika residences. So take us through it. What are the features, the benefits? Make, make us imagine what are the offerings, right, of Lika residences? Yeah, so Lika residences, let me start from um, maybe for us to be able to imagine this. I'll start from the entrance. No? We're located in Montenlupa City uh, or Alabang, as, as we call it. We're right by the West Service Road beside high-end subdivisions like Hillsborough, Alabang Hills, uh, very close to Ayala, Alabang. So as you approach the property, you'll be greeted with two security gates. Two? And, Not just two. one. <laughs> Not just one, but two security gates. So we put emphasis on security. Uh, so as you enter this huge, wide driveway, going into your second gate, um, you will already see and notice the Filipino design as uh, we mentioned earlier. So using earth colors uh, to really imbibe that, uh, that design and that feeling. Uh, and as you enter the second gate, you'll be greeted with your clubhouse as well as a total of 68 um, exclusive townhouse units. Now for Ooh, the- Not bad, wait, sorry. That's a total of 58. 68. 68. 68. 68. On a, That's not on bad. A That's a nice square meter property. Yeah. Not too big, but you know, enough to really have a neighborhood, you know, you know a community. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's, not that's too crowded, too. Not too big. It's not too big. Uh, very exclusive. The first thing you notice is we have large open spaces. Okay, so these large open spaces promote walkability, especially now uh, during the pandemic. Probably when we designed this about three years ago, know about the pandemic uh, you know nobody knew about it but um, the features and the way our architects and designers put it together actually addresses the issues that we encountered uh, during the pandemic so pandemic, I think it's it's very apt and it, it's very um, good um, designed uh, community uh, for such no? So large open spaces, um, we have the clubhouse amenities, we have parks, and the most important part, I think that most property owners uh, do not have in the metro, is everybody will have a piece of garden with them. Oh, so, that's nice. So everybody has a garden no matter what. No matter what. As long as you own a unit, you have a garden for yourself. That's correct. You will have a garden for yourself. So. 
Um, the unique feature here, some units would have a garden on the ground floor and some units would have an elevated garden as we call it. So it's technically on top of the driveway. Ah, okay, nice. You can walk out your balcony to a garden. Right. Walk Tama out to balcony on the second level, it's a garden. And then it's a great place to have, um, you know, recreational activities and whatnot. So, so that, that's how we were able to put that feature. And that's what pretty much sets us apart from other um, developers or projects of this nature uh, around uh, Metro Manila. But wait, Enrique, let's talk about Filipino elements. Uh, you were saying uh, driving in, you know, even as you drive in, you'll see it. So when you say Filipino, is it the materials that you used? I mean, besides the neutral color tone, you know, uh, when you say uh, Filipino, is it weaving? Is it uh, a particular use of wood? No, so so correct. You're correct. It's um, you you see it more in the house. Um, you're correct. Um, materials used, space allocation, I guess, would be one. We can go through it one by one. Like for example, a Filipino design, Bahay Kubo. You know, it puts a lot of emphasis on ventilation, uh, natural lighting. Um, so in in our unit, uh, if you look at it, one of the main features of the facade is a huge louver window. That louver window allows air to penetrate the interior while preventing rain and excessive sunlight. But, you know, it, it allows natural ventilation and it illuminates the entire staircase or the ma main staircase of the house. Uh, so that's one. Second is what we call sampayan in most of our houses. Oh, so yung sampayan, kahit saan makita ni Yaya or, or wherever you see, oh, de, so, sige, sampay mo dyan, dyan, maaraw. Okay. Can, I, yeah, can, you just, can we just say that is truly something missing? I mean, with every development, you know, you, you, you have a designated laundry area. Right. But we Filipinos do not really use the dryer, right? Correct. We're in a tropical country. Right. Right. You know, right. sun, wind... A real area for that, not just drape a towel over the balcony, you know, or out of your window. <laughs> yeah, it's about three square, four square meters of, of area that's part of the utility section of the house or what we call back of the house. Um, we really allocated space for that. Another feature that I'd like to highlight is what we call the clerestory. Uh, okay, so this clerestory roof is actually located at, uh, at the middle of the unit the very top floor, once you get to the landing for the third level, if you just look up, you're going to see like a chimney type vent or uh, air well on your ceiling. And there's natural light comes in. I don't know if you see that my background picture, where is that? There, so there's, there's like, like, yeah, there's like the chimney, but it's not necessarily a chimney. Yeah. So that, that feature provides natural lighting and the light bounces off this vent and illuminates the landing area and the staircase. So and that's when you say it uses natural lighting without necessarily using just glass. Because, right, yes. a lot of people will say, yeah, we have natural lighting in our unit or in what we offer, but it's really just glass. And right, the complaint right, there right, right. is it's all yeah. glass and it's so hot. But Where this I one is a chimney style. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I like the science behind it. So light just bounces off walls okay. to illuminate everything else. And with that, um, we also included air vents. When you guys have the opportunity to take a look at uh, the unit, um, you're going to see at the sides of that, that the wall 
it's, it's like a floating ceiling on the very top. Actually, the sides are air vents. So hot air goes up and it goes out over there. So it's, it's really um, something that we really thought of uh, with the designers to, to really provide uh, that, that feature. And probably the last one uh, is what we call the bangerahan. No? Bangerahan. Uh, bangerahan is uh, simply a dish drying rack. It's already, it's already incorporated in your seafood stone countertop with a drain para hindi ka na kailangan bumili ng uh, drying rack. Alam mo mga Pinoy, you, you, keep, you buy all these drying racks, you put it there, it takes up space and all that. So what we did is we incorporated it already in our kitchen. So I think it's a unique feature to have. Not, and um, it's a feature that our designer really puts in, in most of their houses, which are all Filipino design homes. And very Filipino habits, <laughs> right? It's the habits of the Filipinos from Sampayan, again, from airing your laundry through, yeah, through thin rope, you know, I read there's an area, right? And you know what? I'm trying to see what countries have that. I mean, you see it in movies, but it's usually in a yard. But this one is, it's in your unit and it's built in. There's really a space designated for right. that. Right. And maybe Isa, one more feature that, that, that really goes to the roots of Philippine homes is, I mean, if you go, you go to um, homes right now, there's just so many plants right now in their house. Oh, plantita season. <laughs> the season. You know? I mean, even if you go to the provinces, my gosh, it's, it's so lush, you know, their, their houses. So what we tried to do is to bring that to the house too. So on every level... Uh, we have balconies, and all our balconies um, have plant boxes. No? And these planters on the balconies does not only soften the facade, uh, given that we use earth colors, so people say it's so manly or it's so dark and all that. No? So, so we, Enrique, we it, it's built in, huh? Again, yeah. like the banguera and everything. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, people who buy... People usually need to buy these things. But now you're saying it's really part of your unit. Yeah, it's part of the unit. It's Including part. these for, for the plants. Yes, yes. Wow. Boxes. So, so aside from softening the facade, of course, it improves air quality as well. So oh, yeah. we, have, we have those uh, uh, features uh, in. And maybe you can one just last. add to the plants na lang. You can yeah. just add to the plants. There's already plants. It's not just the container. There are greenery. There yes. are some plants already. And you can just add to it. You can add to it, yeah. Okay. Sorry. We got to make sure that we have um, the same plants outside in the facade. <laughs> you can't have so that we're all uniform. No? Um, and probably one modern Filipino naman, the feature that's part of the unit is that I made sure that there's air conditioners that comes with the unit already. So <laughs> even that. So talking uh, so about ventilation, <laughs> even your comfort, the air conditioning units are part of you buying a unit. Yes, yes, that's part of it already. But you know, even without that, open the open the sliding doors, open the louver window. The area is just so windy. Uh, I mean, we've, we've tried it. I've, I've had meetings there. I, I've brought buyers there. Uh, we've tried it with aircon and without aircon, and it's really great. The ventilation is really great. And I love it how you're really claiming this is inspired by a bahay kubo. 
it, you know, it, it pretty much doesn't get more Filipino than that. It's just now all these amenities, you know, are, are built in from the Banguera to the designated Tampayan area to even plants, you know, to where you can put your plants. I like the garden. So, you know, uh, again, if, if, if you think countryside, you know, provincia, provinces of the Philippines, it's always, you, you know, plant, planting, la you know, land. We have space. So you build, you know, it's a relatively small community, but you have your own space and the feel of that space in it, complete with your ventilation and lighting. And, you know, that's all stuff we need nowadays. Whether or not this pandemic really happened, it just really highlighted the need for a good space to call your own, that's right? Great. And not be in a box. Correct. That's correct. I, I guess the, um, earlier when I said um, how we envisioned the project or how we started this, putting end user in mind at the very beginning, at the very onset of any development, I, I guess that's the key to being able to properly design uh, projects such as this. Uh, regardless of whether it's a townhouse, it's, it's, it's a house and lot, it's a condo and, and whatnot, you have to really put um, what your end user wants and needs uh, in mind at the very onset. Yeah. Enrique, speaking of uh, putting the end user in mind, I mean, we talked about the features, we talked about the unit. Do you have services that you offer within the community, within Lika? Right, so some of the services or development features aside from security, so double-gated community, 24-7 um, security, CCTVs. Uh, one key feature that not all developments would go for because it's quite pricey to do is we put all our utility system underground. So you won't see any wires hanging or Miralco posts hanging around or, or around the... No the, clock. Wait, the plus there is if there are storms, you, you, you know, that's a big deal, right? Especially yeah. because, you know, come on, we're in the Philippines. We have yeah. our typhoons in and out at a particular time of year. So no, no uh, paranoia about wires or posts falling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. But, so everything's underground, yeah. Oh, okay. So even uh, for, uh, what do you call this? Internet, it's also Internet. underground. Everything, a uh, phone. Uh, electricity, electricity lines, uh, all, all those. Nothing will be hanging uh, from house to house or anything like that. Yeah. But lighting's provided because it's a walkable community. I mean, I don't think we'll walk in the dark. Our, our lightings, are... uh, correct. Our, our lightings are not in mga posts, no? so it's incorporated in our walls, and it's all incorporated around the exterior of of the townhouses and also in the various pocket gardens or pocket um, greeneries we have around uh, the project. So it will illuminate the entire uh, roadway already and in, in the, the exteriors of the townhouses. So that's more than enough. The design is really intentional. It's not just, yeah, it's not there uh, for the sake of let's put something there. So it's intentional, you know, let's put all the wiring down there so that really we just see our beautiful units, our, our mid-rise townhouses and, right. you know, the paths, the greenery. Plus at night, let's put lighting, <laughs> you, you know, it, it's like you, you really envision like a lifestyle. 
Correct. At night, we've already fixed certain portions of, of the project. And I do my inspections at night, actually, because I really like seeing all the lights on. And mm-hmm. it just gives that lifestyle that you were saying or that, that nice feeling of being in such a development. So wow. yeah, invite you there one, one, one time at night for a night tour. <laughs> and okay, since we're talking about lifestyle already, let, let's really now envision that. Let, let's talk sure. to let's talk about people then. So the benefits of living or investing in Lika residences, like what will their lives be like? First is that lifestyle. So how, how did we address that lifestyle? That Southern living, uh, living in a Filipino design community, high-end residential market. So. Uh, aside from being intentional with our design, uh, putting the, the buyer first, um, we also looked at the different features of, of the development. We've discussed several. Um, probably one of the things that, um, or two of the things that I'd like to add would be how we're going to design our clubhouse and uh, the service that we will offer in terms of property management. So for the clubhouse, um, you know, it's not it's not just like, so again, let's put a clubhouse and put this, put that, you know, uh, and all that. Even to the exact space that we will be allocating for the clubhouse. It was very intentional. Uh, given, of course, you know, it's a limited space. Of course, pool would be, would be a feature there. But one of the main things that, that I intentionally added and talked to the designers about is, I remember when I was living in San Francisco in the condo development that I was in. Given that, your limit, your space in your condo is limited. They had areas in the development wherein you could use to entertain people, right? Or, or to have parties and, and whatnot. And the way... And they, not necessarily in your unit. Not necessarily in yeah. your unit. And the way they built it was really nice because it had an entertainment area. It had the dining area or, or, or living area. And it had a kitchen, already in that space that, that you, you use you know, within, within the development. So I, I thought of that uh, and I said, okay, yes, fine. We have the townhouse. We have large open spaces. But uh, at the end of the day, you're still limited. What if you have a group of, let's say, 15 or 20 uh, that you'd want to bring in no? or a children's party for, for your kids? So specifically, I, we designed this area wherein you'll have a kitchen, you'll have that space to dine, uh, and an entertainment area along, it's already incorporated in the clubhouse. So it, it's really that lifestyle that uh, we wanted to put in. No? And, and it's open again to all unit owners, right? It's yes. just a matter of scheduling it, of a time slot, so that everybody gets a share, to share in this space. Even before the pandemic, we, we already designed one area to be a business room or like um, a conference room that, all unit owners will be able to borrow. Let's say if they have work from home meetings, uh, they need to get out of the house a bit because you know the kids are running around and all that. You know, we we had this already prepared and, and designed, and that's the market that we are targeting, and, and that's that's the end user we have envisioned uh, from the very beginning. So that's one. No? Second is um, the property management service. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for investors in particular, right, Enrique? Yeah. Property management service, um, it's professionally run, and we actually own it as well. So that's a key feature if you're an investor uh, and or a buyer. 
um, that you'd want to to look into and that you'd want to make sure you have. You said that with pride when you said we own it. Why? What's the practice with others? There's it's a third party. The ones who do their property management, it's third party versus how you do it? Yeah, most developers uh, use third party services, uh, property management services. Oh. But some of the bigger bigger players have their own. They also have their own uh, property management services. And some of them are very good. Even for us, um, uh, I guess the, the, the direction and, and what the, the company wants as a developer is that we want to go beyond just giving you the product we want to be part of building that community with you and we want to be part uh, we want to be with you in that journey as you grow your families in our communities that's so, nice it's that involvement in growth in really you know uh, in living your life it's it's a partnership versus Correct. make a sale and done <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that. We're not that. No, and and one of the key thrusts of Finma Properties is that Bayanihan spirit. No, it's actually, very Filipino. Yeah, it's in our mission vision. The word Bayanihan is in our mission vision, and that's the reason why we are very proud and we are we take pride in our in our developments and even in managing our developments. Uh, and uh, like what I mentioned, I think I touched on it earlier, is. I don't, well, maybe if you, if you um, post this online, other developers will hear it, but uh, it's okay. Every, anyone can do it. Um, I've started or we have started our night tours. Night? Night tours. Okay. So night tours, basically it provides some sort of um, a little bit of safety on, on the potential buyer because there's nobody else in the area. Mm. <laughs> it's them. You know, um, not too much traffic. We, we still follow the other what, what uh, But of course, uh, yeah, depending, you know, it, we, we never know what kind of CQ we're in. So curfew sometimes right. adjusts, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's 8 o'clock. Sometimes it's 10 o'clock. So now we're at 10. So we, 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 we open it up between 6 to 9 p.m. If, if, mm -mm. Uh, and of course, we follow uh, health and safety protocols uh, right now. Uh, wherein we only accommodate one uh, group at a time. Yes. Uh, only limited to two people per group. But again, yeah. it's the choice of potential buyers, whether you want to just simply do everything online, you still right. have a friendly face to talk to. Right. And yes, it's real time. You know, it's, I'm sure you have something set up where you tour them around the unit using a camera so they can still right. see. And if not, uh, if not that option, you can actually still physically go and be assured that it's only you at the time. That's why scheduling is key. That's correct. Yes. Wonderful. So again, uh, adapting to the times because yeah. no matter what, uh, what you do have to offer is something, right? It, it's, it's actually something unique. That's correct. That's uh, correct. Something not necessarily that's just like everybody else in the market. And so with that in mind, actually, that's why we have tech, right? So what are the different things that one has to keep in mind before investing in property then? Especially in what people claim now as luxury property. As Enrique has mentioned a while ago, property investment for me is one of the biggest investment or decisions one could ever make in his or her lifetime. And since it entails quite a huge amount of money and sometimes even a lifetime of savings, 
I think it pays to really understand the entire process. Especially if you're looking at a, pro- a luxury property, all the more should you be more discerning as you'll be forking out a huge amount for it. It's important to do your research. Nowadays, luxury has been loosely used and its definition varies from one buyer to another. Actually, one might consider space as a luxury, while for others, it's the amenities like how many pools, what are the forms of uh, recreation that you can experience. So one should therefore know and understand what differentiates luxury property from other developments, from amenities, features, and even finishes. It is best to check out actually the different luxury uh, developments being offered in the market, but only those from reputable developers. You can compare and contrast the features and from there, you can draw up your own list of needs and wants, which would allow you to experience your desired lifestyle. I mean, the, the lifestyle that you've always imagined. Also, one more thing, just make sure that you check the location. If it affords you comfort, convenience, because these are all part of luxury. Then there's also the issue of accessibility. Meanwhile, it's also important for home buyers to check the infrastructure projects near or surrounding the property. There should also be enough economic activity in the area and then the presence of establishments and hubs that would actually allow your investment to grow in value, but at the same time will also let you live comfortably in a past pandemic world. You see, buying into a property entails a lot of, I mean, it's a tedious process, but once done correctly, All right, it can give you good returns. Then lastly, you have to be able to check the quality of the structure or the development as it matters a lot too. So you have to carefully study the units or property being offered to you. Always read the, the fine print because sometimes buyers, it, dito tayo nagkaka-problema when you just buy based on the brochure. So you have to really understand what you're getting into. Go and check the collaterals. Do not be scared to ask your brokers and constantly ask the question so that before you make that big jump, you have all the data that you need. And then lastly, it also helps if as a buyer, you already have a checklist so that you'll know what you want in a particular home or what you want in your condo. And you can use this as a guide. This will allow you to make that sound and practical investment in the future or maybe even now. You know what? That's true. A lot of people are like, that's a lot of work. But hey, that's a lot of money you're also going to put in. Exactly. So that, that's a good way of saying, do your research. And yeah. it's out there. If you know a developer is, is, what's the word, legit, there are printed. It's out there. The information should be out there. Right, Enrique? Right, right, right. So what are the different things that one should keep in mind before investing in property, especially luxury properties? Enrique? I would differ from some of my colleagues and my peers in the industry, but I would look at competition. I, I like how you're very transparent with that. It's nakaka, yeah. you know, magaan yung loob because others will just keep saying, samen, samen, ours, ours, you know. But thank you that there is a field. There is a competition field. Correct, and correct. you're that assured this is what we're offering. Sure, right? sure. So, For example, um, I, I love cars. Okay? Mm. So every time, let's say, it's time to get a new car, probably I'd have like, eight cars in the selection until I narrow it down and narrow it down further until I choose what's the right car for me. 
And I would say the same of when I invest in property. You'd want to know what's out there. What are your requirements? What are your needs at this present time? And then you compare it with um, the different offerings out there of different developers until you find what's the one for you. Um, Ooh, that's wait, how can I, I, Enrique, I, I want to touch on something you just said. So it's the now. Because a lot of people actually invest for the future. But mm-hmm. what you said is your needs here and now. That caught my attention. Because again, if we think about it, some will be like, uh, I'll buy, I'll buy this for my child so that, you know, and the, you know, child palang, maybe high school or even grade school. Para when she gets to college, she'll have a place to stay somewhere in the city. You know, mm-hmm. some probably think like that. So, but you're saying needs now. So okay. that's interesting okay. to me. Yeah. Let, let me touch on that a bit. Um, Filipino investors, property investors have that mindset. What, what you just said. Yeah. Okay. My parents were the same. Uh, my in-laws were the same, <laughs> um, and 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 that's the mindset. But when I said now, what I meant by now is that I think my peers or or, or my peers who are investing now, or even me when I invest, is um, yes, I have that in mind for what it can be in the future. I, I think of that too. Property appreciation, it can go to my to my daughter probably one day, you know, and and that not that. But when I invest today, at least for me, when I invest today, I want something out of it too. Now, right? Whether I, I either lease it out, um, I use it, let's say, for example, to mortgage it so that I can buy another one or whatever it is. No, I want it to work for me too at this present time. But you are correct. Uh, maybe I wasn't able to mention it earlier. Is I always think also of, of what it can be in the future or what uh, I could do with it in the future. Yeah, I so, like that. So it's all covered from the now, make it work for you. Because a lot of people think investing uh, is, is like, oh no, it's both a commitment and slight pressure. Now, I have to make sure the payments are met, you know, but you're right. If, if you're going to get into it, make it work for you. Yes. So, yes. That's what I would suggest. Great point. Yeah. Into investing in uh, high end properties or, or projects right now. Let's see. How about tech? What's your point of view with with regards to investing? I think every individual must make it their goal to actually invest in a home, whether it's a luxury development, whether it's a an affordable home. The bottom line is it should always be the end goal of an individual. There is a certain pride that comes with home ownership, and it's actually a testament to the hard work that you have put in over the years. So I think um, at the end of the day, it's about realizing that dream of really owning a home. So I, I encourage everyone to consider buying a space. It doesn't matter how big or how small for as long as you can call it as your own, especially given everything that's been happening in the world right now. We all need that safe space. We all need to have that place we can call home where we could just go and, you know, relax, recharge, that familiar surrounding that will allow us to actually recover from everything that's been happening right now. Okay, now let's talk challenges because what you actually both mentioned, both Enrique and Tech, mentioned what to keep in mind. But of course, not everyone is, you know, savvy or or knowledgeable. So what can the challenges be for those interested in buying property? 
especially now. Uh, this pandemic isn't going away anytime right. soon. So let's talk about the here and now challenges. Yeah, for me, well, challenges, uh, I think we touched on it earlier, is really getting people to, to see um, the project. Um, back in the day, you'd really spend so much on your model units um, and all that, because you'd want to bring in um, buyers to see that, right? And especially for the luxury segment or luxury market, I think that's still the case. You really need the buyers to come and see it. And as a buyer, you really want to see it and feel it, you know, the experience of being in that, in, in, in that space or in, in that development. So the challenge is, is how do you make sure or the, how do you ensure that it's safe for them, right? Um, so you have to be able to, as a developer, you have to be able to provide that. And uh, like things that most developers are doing now, uh, of course, your first option is um, to go into the virtual tours, right? That would be your first uh, point of interaction with potential buyers. And then I guess when a buyer is really serious about it, you try and convince them to come to the model units that you, you have, right? So you have to be able to explain, uh, okay, these are our procedures. It's scheduled. Uh, you can only bring one, uh, one other companion, etc., etc. And you really have to assure them that it's a safe space uh, for them. I, I guess that's the main challenge now. And, Nowadays. Um, okay. So that's the physical. So. Yeah, for the physical experience. Yeah, yeah I agree. Second would be probably, I would say, buyers really wanting to go out there right now. I mean, out there meaning wanting to pull out their wallets and, and paying for, for properties right now or, or for investments right now. That's um, a challenge? Wait, that's yes, a challenge? <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge right now. For a time during the pandemic, everyone was like, wait and see, wait and see. I'm talking about the luxury market. Um, everyone's wait and see, wait and see until, um, I guess, you know, vaccination or, or uh, what happens uh, post-pandemic and all that, you know, a lot of people were holding on to cash uh, for a time, right? But um, that was a challenge then. It's, I think it's slowly opening up. Uh, we, we see more people um, and other developers um, in, in this space um, actually hitting targets once again, uh, their sales targets, especially house and lots. Lots only outside of Metro Manila or towards uh, the peripheries of Metro Manila. So we're we're seeing we're seeing increases in, in those um, investing going out. Uh, so for for me, I think those would be two three points that that I would say the challenges are uh, today. All right, thank you very much for that, Enrique. Now let's get Tech's opinion. Tech, you know, having been around, really, especially part of Inquirer Properties, what evolution have you seen in the luxurious property environment or scene? Especially with uh, the tips, everything that Enrique is pointing out nowadays. Well, I think this is what makes the sector very interesting. Having covered it for at least 10 years now, I have seen how much of it has changed, how it has evolved over the last decade. It's actually overwhelming, but it would make you appreciate how developers are always upping the ante 
whether in terms of design, offerings, amenities, finishes, and even security measures. Before, it, it usually just uh, you have a guard house and all, but now you even have this Panama key cards and that would allow, um, I mean, better security. Also, for the luxury segment in particular, we have seen the kind of innovations that have gone into projects. Many have amenities that go beyond pools, gyms, pocket gardens, and would actually include wellness facilities, workspaces, game rooms, theaters, and spas. Name it, they have it. Some have even tapped foreign expertise to incorporate breakthrough designs. Others offer smart homes with contactless technology, smart appliances, and so on and so forth. There is also the battle for lead and well certifications. When, which actually, if you think about it, comprise, should comprise the criteria of a true luxury development. You see, luxury can be defined in so many ways. But of course, at the end of the day, luxury boils down to utmost comfort, convenience, safety, security, and accessibility. Meaning having that sanctuary, that safe space for refuge that will allow you to thrive and grow. Basically, it, it has changed a lot. And I think it changed for the good because people now demand more. I think because of the wealth of information that's available out there, they have become more inquisitive. They have become more wary of the, the transactions that they get into. But unfortunately, there are still some episodes where in this um, realization of dreams turns into a nightmare. But overall, I think the experience is good. That's why it all, always, always pays to buy your property from a reputable developer. I always tell that. It doesn't matter if it's a luxury uh, development, a socialized development, an affordable home. Get your property from a reputable developer. Because it's your hard-earned money that's at stake here. Eh? All right. Thanks for that, Tech. Okay. So with that said, why then would investing in properties like Likha residences be worth it? Here we go, Enrique. Why Lika? Right. So why Lika? Uh, well, first is it's the developer, the reputation of uh, Finma Properties and the Finma Group. Uh, we've been around for more than sixty years. We've been developing for more than thirty years, uh, forty years actually. Um, that's key to any development uh, that you would uh, want to invest in. Second would be timeless design. We've touched on it about how we went all Filipino with our design, how we were very intentional with our design, and really putting the end user in mind at the very onset. Third, I would say, would be quality of workmanship to the specifications, to the materials used, to the contractors we pick. I mean, Isa, we're, we're, we're talking about 55 to 60,000 pesos per square meter finishes here. These are the costs that you would see in posh villages and high-end villages. But you're only purchasing it in a price range of 22 to 40 million pesos, depending on the size. And we're the only game in town, in the Alabang area. We're the only townhouse development of this size that you can be able to purchase for that price range and for that type of quality. So location is key. We are in uh, the most progressive city in the south, which is Montenlupa City, uh, the Alabang area. It's the, in, the infra around us 
uh, is just amazing the past years. You've seen the Skyway open up. Uh, there's so many ways to get to the property. And again, uh, I would say it's the only pre-selling townhouse development in a prime area around the Alabang area uh, that offers a brand new house and lot at the price points I just mentioned. So there you go, Isa. That's why investing in the car properties would be a good viable option for those out there looking at high-end luxury developments at this present time. Wonderful. Thank you very, very much. And I love how Enrique just gave us all that without blinking an eye. That You know, like I said, Enrique, when you don't shy away from saying, you know, deferring to our competition, there is an innate assurance in what right. you know you can offer. So, and right. I heard that in this last question, in your answer to this last question. What is it about Likha residences? Well... You just heard it loud and clear. So, Enrique, thank you very, very much for your time. Any, anything else you want to add? Of course, uh, it's been a great discussion, it, both with you oh, and Ted, really. Good. Well, first of all, I, again, thank you to you guys uh, for having us in, in your podcast. Uh, we're looking forward, probably, in future projects uh, and developments to be, again, part of, of your podcast and your show. So oh, and Enrique, so uh, any present and future plans? We're opening up. We're, we're, we're launching our second Lika Residences in Davao. So that will be sometime for third quarter of 2022. We're using the same designers. We're actually using the same designs. We've tweaked it for, for the Davao market. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Definitely, we're here to stay and we're here to uh, continue to develop pocket uh, high-end luxury pocket development such as the car residences and to offer it to the market. And if they want to stay updated, where can they check, Enrique? Right. If you want to stay updated with what's happening with the car residences Alabang, uh, Davao, please check our website at finmaproperties.com and you will see all our projects there. Well, I guess just Google us. <laughs> yeah. That was our point earlier. Again, do your research. It's yep. out there. Information on any legit developer is an open book. And that's exactly what they are saying. It's so easy to look for Finma properties and, of course, Likha residences at that. Thank you, Enrique. Thank you for that. And, of course, what about tech? How about you, Tech? Anything you'd like to add or plug for uh, Inquirer property? Again, I, I invite everyone to look into the different developments, maybe look into Likha, see if it fits their desired lifestyle, given that it has that Filipino theme over, uh, all over it. Maybe, just maybe, it's time now to invest and um, start living the dream. And thank you for inviting me, Isa. Thank you very, very much. Also, of course, we want to plug our uh, Realty TV podcast. We do have social media accounts as well. Do visit our website, philippinerealtytv.com. And on Facebook, we have Philippine Realty TV. We're also on Instagram. Look for us at philrealtytv. So yes, please, we encourage you to please subscribe to Philippine Realty TV and Realty TV podcast YouTube channel so that you can know everything there is to know about real estate and construction. So with that, once again, I'm Isa Leton. Thank you for joining us today. Stay tuned for more episodes of Realty TV podcast. 
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you.